My two sons have lived here in Dallas since they graduated from college. For five years, they've come over every Sunday night for family dinner. My youngest, Mitchell, has just moved to Atlanta. It's a great opportunity and an exciting adventure, and we're really happy for him. But it is the first time, other than when they were away at college, that we haven't lived in the same city with our boys. Russ and I know that we've been fortunate to have this time. We know that patterns and traditions in our lives have seasons. That we can be grateful for the memories and relationship building that characterize this period and also look with hope to whatever the next phase holds. But Mitchell's moving does mark the end of one stage of our life and the beginning of another. It's okay to name this and quite frankly to mourn it. All of this swirled through my mind as I read the opening sentences of our gospel passage for today. When Jesus heard that John was arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea. The simple line reminded me how often Jesus has been forced to move in his short life. First, Mary and Joseph travel to Bethlehem where Jesus is born. The family is living in Bethlehem when being warned of Herod's intent to find Jesus, an angel of the Lord instructs Joseph to take his family and flee to Egypt. After Herod's death, an angel of the Lord again appears to Joseph and tells him that it's now safe for the family to return to Israel. Joseph actually plans to relocate to Judeo, but hearing that Herod's son, Archelaus, a man every bit as violent as his father, is ruling that area, he instead withdraws to the small village of Nazareth. Now, after hearing of the arrest of John the Baptist, Jesus moves from Nazareth to Capernaum to make his home. Why am I walking you through all of this? Because geography matters. Jesus moves from Bethlehem to Egypt to Nazareth and now to Capernaum to evade danger and to bide time. The Greek word used here is anakoreo. Anakoreo means to be motivated by fear or self-preservation, to withdraw to another place or to lie low. In these opening chapters, Matthew's already used this word four times when the wise men are warned not to return to Herod, but to journey home by another way. When Joseph escapes with his family under cover of night to Egypt. When Joseph moves the family to Galilee instead of Judea. And today, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. God's plan for the salvation of the world is to unfold in God's time. The agendas and vendettas and power plays of the world will not thwart God's plan or schedule. God spoke to Joseph in dreams and through Joseph's own discernment so that he could be an agent of God's protection. Further, God made a way, revealing places of refuge for the Holy Family. Consider the irony of God sending the family to Egypt for safety. Egypt, 
the place of Israel's enslavement, the place where infant boys were sought out to be killed by Pharaoh, just as Herod was now doing in Bethlehem. Through God's provision, a place that had been a source of pain and confinement becomes a place of refuge and safety. God carefully orchestrated these geographical dislocations and imbued them with meaning. And so God's plan is protected to unfold in God's good time. Further, in these moves, Matthew is intent in showing us that Hebrew scripture prophecies about the Messiah are fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, a fulfillment of scripture. He lived in Nazareth to fulfill scripture. And now, in fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, Jesus makes his home in Capernaum, the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. This area is the historic land of the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali, the first two of Israel's tribes to be deported by the conquering Assyrians. God's people who have known the darkness of conquest, of exile, of subjugation by Rome, now see a great light, just as Isaiah foretold. Galilee of the Gentiles references the diversity of the population in this area, Jews, Samaritans, Romans. John the Baptist was focused on the lost sheep of Israel, calling them to repent and return to a robust relationship with God. Jesus's move into this area as he hears of John's arrest is a sign of his broader, more inclusive mission not just to the Jews, but to the whole world. Here, Jesus' move is less a retreat and more a stepping into the lion's den. As Herod flexes his power by sidelining John, Jesus not only takes up the mantle of John's ministry, but through his choice of ministry location, he signals that he will expand it. Geography matters. We all know this. Think about all the ways that geography has shaped you into the person you are. Did you grow up in a small town or in a big city? Did you grow up with grandparents or family living close by? Did you move a lot in your childhood, regularly attending new schools and having to make new friends? Or did you live in the same house until you were grown with a double-edged sword of knowing everyone and everyone knowing you? If you attended college, did you venture far from home or did you stay in your backyard? How did you choose the city in which you would begin your career? There are all the geographical decisions we make when raising our families. Many of our closest friends, the ones we've known longest, are neighbors from our first home or the parents of the kids that our kids went to school with. And of course, the choice of where to make your church home. All of these decisions and realities affect who we become, what we prioritize and where our energies are spent. 
And then there is our virtual geography. In the myriad ways that we can be drawn in by social media, by news feeds, by political outrage, by entertaining videos, where are we choosing to live virtually? The amount of information in the world has exploded, and new information is being added at a dizzying rate. Back in the day, we were able to stay on top of things, to be in the know. Today, it is impossible, not difficult, but impossible to keep up with it all. So we are forced to choose. Issues and persons and revelations that have legitimate claims on our attention will not get it. We are forced to forego good things in order to inhabit lives filled with better things. So, where are we choosing to abide? Are we being intentional about that which populates our lives? Or like Dog in the movie Up, are we drawn away from that which is deeper, of utmost value, by the many distracting squirrels around the periphery of our lives? Are we anesthetizing by streaming shows or playing video games or thumbing through our feeds? And do these escapes that promise relief from our stressors and pain and worry also serve to separate us from being present and engaged with the people we love most? From, as Mary Oliver puts it, being present to our one wild and precious life. Our geography shapes who we are and how we see God at work in the world just as he did with the disciples in today's reading. Jesus is moving into our neighborhood and challenging us to shake up our lives. He's meeting us in this place at this time, and he compels us to follow him. He will take all that we are, all that we become and experience because of the unique geography that has formed us, and he will use it for his purposes and to his glory. And while Jesus absolutely insists that we put him before our vocational and familial commitments and obligations, our calls very likely won't require moving away from our jobs and our families as it did for these disciples. For us, Responding to the call might look like a deeper embodiment of the love and priorities of Jesus in these very settings. Friends, our lives are here and now, and Jesus wants them. He wants them for the healing of the world. He wants them for the completion of God's purposes. He wants them to be a witness to the love and grace of God for everyone that crosses our path. Let us be willing to get up and follow Jesus because geography matters. Amen.